This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 112. I am always asking, why? Yes, me too. Curiosity is a great trait. Questions are the best. I agree. Let's look at our favorite questions to build a solid social media strategy. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Madeline, I can't believe we're almost in a new year. I know. Oh, my gosh. Like, it went by so fast, right? <laughs> it's like, but now is the perfect time of year to start planning for all the big things you want to do in the coming new year. I'm starting to plan right now for all kinds of things like new courses and finally, finally, finally a membership site. I'm going to get to it. I promise. What about you, Cammie? Absolutely. I'm also busy building my very first online course. Oh my gosh, I've been talking about it forever. SmartSocialSecrets.com, whichever. I actually have the page up now if you guys want to go look at it. I'd love to hear what you think. SmartSocialSecrets.com. And this course is going to help business owners to finally have a plan that works to build their online community that supports their brand. So I really subscribe to the Kevin Kelly 1000 True Fans model where if you have a 1,000 people that are willing to buy anything that you put out there on the market, you have a career, you have a community, you have something that's worth keeping. And so I'm really, really excited about this. What about you? Oh, totally. I'm a big fan of the 1,000 True Fans as well. I think that is such an awesome strategy. I think we ought to put a link in the show notes on where people can learn about that if they're not familiar with it, uh, being that I came from the indie music world. It was a big, big strategy. We talked about a thousand true fans all the time. So it's something that I think you all listening would love to learn more about if you don't already know about it. But you know, this is the time of year where you want to start planning things and preparing yourself for a brand new year. So I'm excited that we're going to talk about some really cool things today. Yeah, we want to support you in doing the same thing that Madeline and I are doing right now. So what we thought we'd do is dig out some things out of our vault. I have some of the questions that we use when we're helping our big brand clients at Zoetica, because as many of you know, I run a social media agency and we work with large brands. This is exactly the process or part of the process that we help them to build their social media strategy. So we're pulling these questions out right now for all of our clients and starting to go through them and think them through. So I thought that maybe Madeline and I could share them with you so that you can use them as a start to build your own strategy for 2020. Hopefully that sounds great. What do you think, Madeline? Ready to go? Yeah, totally. This is going to be a lot of fun. So number one, first and foremost, you need to know who your audience is. It is so incredibly important. So 
you want to describe your target audience. You want to write this out and really think about this. Describe them. Who are they? Why are they on social media? And what do they do? This is like really, really important stuff. Don't don't you think, Cami, this is like a good way to like build a foundation by starting with this item? Yeah. And it sounds easy. Like it sounds like I know who my clients are. I knew my customers are, but I know I've been around long enough that I've heard a million questions and people don't want to like either narrow it down or they say, everybody in the world is my client. And that may be true, but you have to start with one or a, you know, maybe a handful, but you have to describe each one of them. You can't just say everyone. It just, it's never going to work for you. You can keep fighting that battle, but you're going to lose it. So you need to know who your audience is because, and we're going to go deeper in these questions because the next question is, what are the key demographics of your target audience? So what are their location, their profession, their education level, their age range, etc. You know, so you can go on and on with these demographics. You know, are they married? Are they, you know, do they have kids? Who are these people? And, you know, you may say, well, my clients are uh, multiple different things, you know, but what do they share in common? I heard somebody talking about this the other day, uncommon commonalities. You know, the things that they have in common that are uncommon to everybody else. You know, maybe they share a love of art, but they could be like a retiree and a mother. So how they're going to approach that is going to be different, right? So a mother that loves art might be trying to get it instilled in her children or she wants a break from her children, whereas a retiree might want to travel to foreign locales and like set up a easel and do awesome paintings on a bluff over the sea. I might be in that ICA. (laughs) I might be that person. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not retired, but that sounds really good to me. So you want to start thinking about them. You're going to want to obsess over who these people are. So who are they? Where are they hanging out? And the second question, what are the key demographics that they are? So what about the third question, Madeline? Yeah. So number three, what social platforms are most commonly used in your industry and where are you most likely to find your audience? So, you know, for many of us doing, you know, being marketers, helping business owners and entrepreneurs and stuff, we may not find them on a site like Snapchat, right? Or TikTok. So you need to know which platforms you're going to find people in your industry. For me, it's been Twitter, hands down, of course. Instagram, LinkedIn, and some Facebook. But it's really important to really know, really hone in on that. And there are a lot of ways to do research on this. Right, Kimmy? Yeah. And in fact, I have this really great link. You'll have to come to the show notes to get it. But the Pew Internet Research Center, they have this really cool page right now, Madeline. They just put it out this year. I used to have to like dig through lots and lots of research studies that they did to pull out this one chart. And then I would take it, print it, and then take out a highlighter, you know, those analog tools called highlighters. And I would highlight like where my audience was hanging out. Well, now they have a dynamic page where you can just click on the different networks and see who is most likely to be on that network. And they are going to be dynamically updating that. So it's going to be a landing page now for this particular piece of research. I am so excited to share this with you guys. So definitely make sure you go to communitiesthatconvert.com forward slash episode. 112. So episode 112. And I promise you, we will have that link to that dynamic page there because it's really great research and it's free. Awesome. I have a question for you, Kimmy. So when you're talking about highlights back in the highlight, using a highlighter days, (laughs) I totally picture you being one of those where you have all the different color highlights, not just the yellow. Oh, yeah. Most of us us just have yellow, but I could totally picture you having the yellow and the pink and the green and the black, all the colors and using them color coding. Okay, I promise you, I think it's in my little folder here on my desk, which I can't reach right now. 
But right here on my desk, I have a folder where I keep my research. And I think I have that from last year in there. If I do, if I can find it, I will take it. I will take a picture and I'll put it on Instagram and tag you so you can see exactly. I would love what, to see. And we'll put in the show yeah. notes too. I would love to see I'm that. But I can so sure. picture you. You know, for most of us, when we talk back when using highlighters in those days, analog, you know, nice little bright yellow highlighter. I always had my bright yellow highlighter, but I can totally picture you with all the different color highlighters because you're so oh, super yeah. organized, you know, so I just, I can totally see it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And so, yes, I did. And I actually did come up with a bit.ly for this because I do use this in all my, and a lot of the presentations I do. So it's bit.ly forward slash all capitals, P-E-W dash S-M dash map. You get that Pew social media map, Pew dash SM dash map, all caps, because, you know, Bitly is very case sensitive. So if you are out and about, though, don't worry, because again, I'm going to put this right in the show notes, as we always do. Awesome. So the next question that we came up with was, what issues are most important to your audience? So I want you to think about what might be the problems the person that you are trying to connect with faces as it relates to your product or service or even those that don't that might, you know, give you some attention to that. So you really want to think about what it is that are keeping people up at night. And I know people talk about this all the time and you wonder, how do I find that out? Well, I do it by snooping. <laughs> I'm kind of a snoop. <laughs> Loved how you kind of lowered your voice when you said that. I go snooping. <laughs> a little bit of a snooping person. So like I snoop a lot, I have to admit, and I use a bunch of different tools to do that. Some of them are tools that you may know about, some of them maybe aren't, but let me give you a couple that I love a lot. So first of all, Facebook groups. And I know all of you are in way too many Facebook groups. One really cool thing that you can do is a lot of people that are in Facebook groups talk about what their problems are. They ask questions. You know, they ask questions, "Hey, does somebody know how to do this?" So I often go into Facebook groups and I type in in the little search box on the left-hand side, my keyword. So for me, it's social media, right? So I want to know what people are asking or talking about social media. So I'll type in social media and it pulls up anytime the word social media were asked. And then if I hear, if I see a question around it, I'm like, ooh, somebody's asking a question about how to do this or how to do that or why is it that the algorithm has changed or whatever it is. And then I copy and paste exactly what they ask or what they say And I put it into what I call my word vault, which is basically an Evernote note. So it's nothing really fancy. You could put it in anything, really. It sounds fancy. It is. And we were talking about this earlier, actually, in the last episode with uh, Warwick. And honestly, that's what I do. So I'll put it in my little vault and I kind of coordinate them. So I have four parts of my smart social secrets. We have clarity, which is about your strategy. Then we have connect, which is about growing a community and connecting with the right people. And then we have create, and that's creating your content and how to do all of that. And we talked about this on this podcast too, because we use that very method that we do to make the content for this podcast. And I also have my little freebie for that on the smartsocialsecrets.com. So you can do it too. And then calibrate, which is measurement, right? So how do you measure your results? And so I take what they say and I put it under one of the four categories. Where does it fit, right? And so then you start to build this really cool word bank around what the issues are that are most important to your ideal audience. The other thing is Quora. I love Quora for this too. So you can go to Quora.com, Q-U-O-R-A. And when you're there, again, type in your keyword and see what kind of questions are being asked around that keyword. Really, really powerful. That is. 
I like to just ask polls. I mean, you know, ask questions through polls. I, I like to do. just do polls yeah. because it's quick, it's easy. You get qu- fast results. Whenever I'm working on some new courses and I want to, you know, know exactly, you know, am I going in the right direction? We think we know we are, right? And there have been so many times, Cameron, where I've done a poll saying, hey, here's what I plan to work on with some new courses or webinars or whatever. And I'm always surprised at the results I get. It's not always what I think it should be. So many times we're our own worst enemy because we think we know it all and we don't. So that's why I think this is such a good one to talk about that you really need to know what problems people are facing, what, what's their pain point, what can you do to help them? And just by snooping, I love that. I'm going to start doing that more. I love that. It's uh, so good. And asking questions, asking <laughs> oh, questions, not being afraid to ask. And then once you kind of start to see what kind of questions people are asking, there's also some really good tools. There's one called Answer the Public, which is actually oh, a yeah. little creepy. It's a little it creepy. Is, They've got this creepy, creepy guy. Yes. They've changed the guy. He's a different guy now, but they're always okay, good guys. But anyway, it's called answerthepublic.com. And then you go there and you can actually put in your, your keyword there and it will give you the types of questions people are asking in search engines. And it gives it to you like with all of these qualifiers. So it's, it's a really, really cool tool. I mean, it's, it's really creepy, but cool. And the other one is called Suvel, S-O-O-V-L-E. And Suvel, I think you say it that way. I mean, it's Sovel, I don't know, but S-O-O-V-L-E.com. And that is cool because you know the autocomplete like that happens on Google. So you go and you start typing something in and it autocompletes what other people are asking for. Well, this is like a autocomplete on steroids. It's not super pretty, but when you go there, it has YouTube, Google, Yahoo, Bing. So it shows you the autocomplete Yahoo. Yeah. It shows you the autocomplete for all of these different sites on that particular topic in one place. Super wow. cool. I'll so that check shows that you out. That shows you what people are actually asking. And I'm going to be honest, we actually run these things. I, I actually do that part of the podcast. I run our headlines for our podcast through these tools all the nice. time. And then, of course, Keywords Anywhere, which is our final tool. It's now a paid tool. I don't know if you saw that because bots were starting to bang on it. It's real cheap still, but you, it's like $10 and they'll give you 10,000 searches. So it's not, oh, nice. not that bad. But Keywords Everywhere, not Anywhere keywords everywhere. And we learned that from Sunny Linarduzzi. That's yep. when we had her on the podcast. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. But I, I definitely learned that tool from her. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of tools out there. And I know a lot of people say, well, I don't have a big following like you, Madeline and Cammie. So I can't put a poll out there. Nobody. When I put a poll out there, it's crickets. Well, you do not have to know anyone to do what I just told you with all these tools. I've given you one, two, three, four, five, six tools that you can go out and figure out what people are asking about your topic. So go for That's it. That's a great point. I love that. Super smart. And number five, what hashtags or keywords are most likely to grab the attention of your audience or that they are most likely to search for? And I think this goes back to what you were saying earlier. Snooping could really help you here. An example that just came to mind I'm part of Social Media Examiner's Society. It's their paid membership. They have a great Facebook group. And just like you were saying earlier about using the search box in a group, so invaluable. And like, I'll go to their group because that is my audience that are paid members there are people that would be interested in what I offer. So I can go in there and not just snoop and look for, you know, what people are talking about, but I can also look at what are the hashtags or keywords that is grabbing their attention in there. 
And I'm really looking for those keywords because that's not so much of a hashtag place in, in Facebook, but it really is helpful for those keywords. So I think this is something that everyone should pay more attention to is, you know, what are those keywords? Because it will help immensely. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And a couple of things I wanted to kind of point out was also, in addition to that idea, which is an awesome idea, is that you can also do in, on Instagram, if you're on Instagram, then you see a hashtag that you think might be great, you can click on it and it'll open up another page and you can follow those hashtags. Yeah. So what's cool about that is that over time you can see, okay, is this, are these the type of people that I kind of think will love what I'm doing or not? So follow the hashtag and then go into the ones that you find are like maybe a good fit and see what other hashtags they're using. So that's one way to do it. And then on LinkedIn, LinkedIn itself is trying to get into hashtags. I mean, they're really working at that. So if you're a LinkedIn person, one of the things I found really interesting is they're now giving me they're giving suggestions, yeah, suggestions on which uh-huh. hashtags to follow. And you can actually follow some of the hashtags. And once you do, especially if you have a business page, so I have a business page. So on my business page, I actually have put the hashtags that are relevant to my business. And now LinkedIn says, hey, there's this cool, there's this article that's that's trending right now on social media marketing hashtag. Do you want to answer as your brand? Wow. Okay. That's cool. I haven't so seen that yet. It will actually, well, it's because I've done it on my business page, not okay. my personal page. Right. So it's now letting me as Zoetica go wow. and, and answer people's questions on a trending topic. So it's actually trying to draw more people into the trend, which I find really interesting. So if you also yeah. get really engaged posts on um, Instagram, Instagram, I mean, Instagram is also that way, but on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is pulling other people in to get even more people engaged in your post. So on the other end, if you're an influencer, you can get more engagement if you get that engagement going because they're feeding into that because they want hashtags to work on LinkedIn. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, they're really trying for sure because every time I post something in there is giving me all those suggestions of hashtags and I'll play around with it and I'll put some in. I haven't seen a big return on that. Have you noticed, Cammie? I don't think it's so much about the hashtags. I think having the hashtag on there and then getting, it's a two punch. So you have to do the post, then you got to get those people engaging with your post, like naturally through your own following, through your own community building. And if you do, then LinkedIn jumps in and sends more traffic to it. Yeah. And that's a very unique way of doing it. They're, they're really trying to be different here. And I think it'll pay off over time as people get, you know, it's just like we go on Twitter, we know to do hashtags. We go to Instagram, we know to do hashtags. Facebook and LinkedIn are two places we don't think to do hashtags because it was just not a standard way of using the service. But I like that LinkedIn is pushing us all in that direction. And I think over time, it will become a much more common thing, whereas it seems like it's very early right now. Not everybody's doing it. But I like what you're describing there. And I think that is very different and very cool. Yeah, I love how they're approaching it as well. And I think it is. And you say on Facebook, you know, you people aren't using hashtags and you're right. But we do actually use them in influencer campaigns. So I will have my influencers tag their Facebook pages. And then because it's harder for me to find their content and put it all in one bucket. So I can actually click on that link, especially since it's a branded hashtag usually, and it pulls up all of their their public content for me in one. In that's one smart. And see, that's a smart way of doing it. So it's really great that you thought of that because it's not that we can't do hashtags on Facebook. It just didn't become a standard practice. I was really pushing it for, for a long time. Nobody would do it. 
Yeah. But it still works. And if you want to be able to find things the way you're describing it, it's brilliant. Also, it's really brilliant if you want to do it for your community, if you're trying to community build and you tell everybody, hey, if you put up a public post on your Facebook page and you tag it for this, I'll go down through and answer all your questions. So for example, we could say, if you put in Facebook, the CTC podcast hashtag Madeline and make it public because you can't do it just for friends or otherwise we can't see it because if we're not your friend, we won't be able to see it. But we could then technically click search for CTC podcast hashtag and see all of your guys's posts. I think it's brilliant way to use it. But you know, it's my little hack. Let's say it's my ninja trick. I, I think that's something we ought to have everybody do. That might need to be part of our call to action and do a little experiment <laughs> here and have yeah, everybody do do a post and, and put the CTC podcast hashtag in. Just be fun to see like how to show everybody how easy it is for us to all use it together for a common thing where we can all and see for, each well, other's for posts. community building. So for yeah. community building, so everybody could see each other's stuff. I think it's great. I mean, of course, you can do that in a, in a group to a private group, which we also have. But how cool is it that you can also do it in a public way? It's cool. Anyway, the other thing I've used sometimes is right tag. I don't know if you've ever used right tag. Oh, yeah. but it's I love right a tag. Cool little tool where you can go and type in your um, hashtag and it'll give you some suggestions around those hashtags. And there's also some really great mobile apps as well. I'm not, you know, I don't have them all pulled up for this episode right now, but I know that there's some great mobile apps. Maybe we'll share, I've got a bunch of mobile apps. Maybe we'll share some of the mobile apps that we use in the group, like in the private Facebook group. That's a great so, idea. There's yeah, lots so. of cool apps that anyway. do this that help you, like especially with Instagram, since Instagram can be very hashtag heavy when you're doing posts. It helps you come up with great ideas, great suggestions. Yep. So there you go. That was a lot of stuff. Okay. So the sixth question that we have here is for you to make a list of your three to five direct and indirect competitors. So we usually do this so that we can go and see what they're doing. And we'll do a little bit of an analysis around the competitors. We'll see you know, what kind of content they're putting out there. We're going to see how engaging their content is. And we're going to give some recommendations based on like what we see based... And we'll look at our clients as well. So you can do the same thing. On Facebook, it makes it real easy because they let you in the back end of your insights, they let you put, I think, up to five competitors that you could follow inside of your insights in Facebook on Facebook. That's really a cool little feature. On Twitter, uh, you could definitely put together a private list. We love yep. Twitter lists. We sure do. I was going to suggest that you beat me to it. But yeah, Twitter list for sure. Make it private for your eyes only. And uh, it's a great way to keep track of, yeah. of uh, these competitors, your direct and indirect competitors. And this ties into the next one, number seven, what have you seen these direct and indirect competitors do on social media that were engaging and attention getting? So I'll take that tw private Twitter list and use that to do a lot of listening, do a lot of snooping as what you would call it, Cammie. I'm going to snoop. See, now I'm like, I always think of listening, but you almost start saying snooping because that's really what it is. <laughs> and, and notice how I drop my voice when I say it too, because yes, after snooping, hearing you do it, we're snooping. <laughs> Uh, well, and the like, other funny thing about that is, is you don't have to actually follow them to put them on a private right. list, right? Yep, exactly. Which makes it great because it's private for your eyes only. You don't have to follow them. So you really are snooping. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the eighth question, so that was six and seven, which are all about your competitors. You make a list and then you study them or you snoop them out. And then you ask yourself this question, how often do you think your audience accesses social media for professional reasons. So that's a really interesting one that I get the question too is like, I don't think my audience is on Facebook 
But, you know, like 90% of the public is on Facebook, but probably not for business necessarily. You know, they may be on there for pictures or connecting with old friends or whatever. But if you're running ads, especially, it's really important to start thinking about, you know, which ones are they going to be conducive to getting them for professional reasons and which ones are not. And some people may not be anywhere except for Facebook at all. And maybe not even there. So you do need to ask your question. And I also say social media isn't the answer for everything, right? So we have to think about where our people are and what they're doing. But I know that you can definitely find people based on their interests. So that becomes really very interesting. So you also want to put that in there there. Uh, What are their interests? And how do you think that those are going to intersect with the, the platform they're on? So Facebook is very powerful for this. And it's, you know, you can target people based on like, they like Forbes magazine, you know, Facebook page. So you might be like, I'm looking for entrepreneurs. So I want somebody who likes Forbes and Marie Forleo. I'm just putting this out there. You know, and they have to do both. They have to do both. And if they do both, then they're going to be the right fit for my brand. So that's just one idea. Yeah, that's excellent. I love that. And uh, number nine, on a scale of one to five, how likely are customers or potential customers going to reach out to you via social media versus another method? That is a really interesting question. I really like this one a lot because we're in an age right now where it's just social media, 100%. Mm -hmm. And there are other places where you can have customers reach out to you outside of social media, but we all focus so much on that. Email marketing is still a big thing. And I know a lot of people have gotten away from it. They feel like, oh, social media is the only place I need to be. I don't have to do email is dead. I'm not a believer in email is dead. I think email is still gold. We've been saying that for so many years. We've always referred to like, you have an email address, that's gold because you have it, you've accessed it. You don't have to worry about someone not receiving your email. Like when I post on Facebook or I post on Twitter, not everyone's going to see it. Doesn't matter how many followers I have. The algorithm decides who sees it. Whereas you have that email address, they're all going to see it. It's still a very viable They may not open it. Now that's all up to it. you, right? That adds, but, that's really up to you. You have to be interesting enough and engaging, compelling enough that they will. So that's really important. So email is so 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 important still. Also, I just was you know kind of learning about this myself because I set it up for Zoetica. But you can actually post on your Google local page. So if you get your your Google page, like if you have a location, especially, but if you if you claim it you can go on there and you can put posts on there. So when people are searching for an event or for anything you have, they will find the posts that you put on your Google page. Really interesting, right? That is very interesting. And also word of mouth. Word of mouth marketing is huge. So many times people reach out to you because they heard about you from someone else. So that's one that you don't ever want to dismiss. Right. And also, you know, direct messages and private messages, as long as they're not spammy, but you can really grow a great audience through um, being available when people ask you questions through those channels. I think that that's something that's we've had. We've talked about that on this podcast before, you know, how you can really just be available to talk with people whenever they're reaching out to you. I love that idea because it's still social media, I guess, but it's more one-to-one. Yeah. And Tyler J. McCall talked about this when we had him on the podcast a while back talking about Instagram and how he And he was like one of the early adopters to this of like, instead of just the typical 
hey, here's a link, so, you know, swipe up and sign up for my webinar. Instead, it was, hey, if you're interested, if this sounds interesting to you, you want to sign up for my webinar, DM me or private message me. Let, let's, I'll, I'll share the info. It's like, oh, I'm going to get one-on-one time with him. How cool is that? I know. So cool. So anyway, those are our nine questions. They're really awesome. If you want to just take them, print them, and then spend some time answering them. But we also have our quick start plan, which is our strategic plan template. We offered to it to everyone last year, but we hope that you will download it again and use it again because it's something you can use year after year after year. We use it for our gift of guidance program for the social media breakfast that's coming up where we give a free social media plan to 10 nonprofits in the in the Houston area every year. And they have to apply and so forth. And then we sit down and we use this very same template to put together their social media plan. So all you have to do is go to episode 112 and that's Communities That Convert, episode forward slash episode 112, 112. And you will be able to download your quick start plan so that you can go ahead and get started. And so that's your action item for this new year. And you also had another action. What did we say you were going to make put in this action? Oh, we want to do Facebook and experiment oh, doing yes. the CTC so podcast l- hashtag. Let's do that. That's Let's right. have everybody yeah. share. Tell do, us. Maybe they should share this episode if you guys don't mind. Maybe posting like, hey, I'm listening to... And just link to the the podcast episode, communitiesatconvert.com slash episode 112. And put the CTC podcast hashtag. And we're going to see that. We can even make a, you know, there's another thing that we could do, not necessarily for this call to action, but you could do a contest on, if you want to try doing a contest on Facebook sometime, do it where you have people do a hashtag because then you can easily go and see the hashtag and pick your your winner that way. Right. And you can actually share any episode of the podcast you love. Just use the CTC podcast. So that way you can do whatever you want. But it's the CTC podcast is our our hashtag. Hashtag. We're using that everywhere. We use that on Twitter. We use it on Instagram. We use it on, on Facebook and LinkedIn. So please go and use it wherever you like. And we promise that we'll go out and we'll actually search for it after this episode so that we can see if you have used it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Hope you got a lot out of this. Hope it helps you plan for the upcoming new year. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. And just FYI, we have a fabulous guest for next week's episode. Can we tell everybody who it is? Should we go ahead and spill the beans on just who it is? And then, you know, they'll have to wait next week to actually hear it. So next week, we got Warwick Brown coming to this podcast. He is amazing. He's awesome. He shares so much great, valuable information. All we'll say is it's about membership sites. Yeah. And he actually spills all the beans about his new membership site. He gives details, people. So you want to be there and hear about how he's monetized his his um, thought leadership. I'm really excited to share this with you. Yeah. So be sure to tune in next week. You don't want to miss it. No, you don't. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. 
Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Music